Star Wars geek girls, they're geek girls that like Star Wars, and sometimes cry. Hello, and welcome to Star Wars Geek Girl. I'm Zoe, and as usual, I'm here with Lizzie. Hello. We are going to be talking about Andor Episode 5, because there is not Star Wars news that I'm aware of. <clears throat> See. Although we might get some because New York Comic Con is this weekend, so I know things are happening, likely with Star Wars. Uh, maybe we'll have news next week, but right now we just have Andor. Andor, which is the best? Mm-hmm. I actually like. I actually watched it yesterday. Yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> like so, it wasn't just like a week later or anything. Because I was like, I came home and I was like. <gasps> Andor. And uh, I don't really do that for me. Yeah, Tuesday night, I went to see a movie with my roommates and friends, and we went, and the movie was at like 10. So I was like, okay, it'll be perfect. Like, when we get back, we'll be after midnight, I'll watch Andor and then go to bed. And we get back, and my roommate was watching something on the TV, the one roommate that didn't go with us to the movie. I was like, ha! Ah. <laughs> and I waited for like an hour and a half. She was watching like, YouTube videos. <laughs> and I waited like an hour and a half for it to be done. Then she went to bed and then I watched Andor went to bed. It was worth it. And I was yeah, very I tired. <laughs> yeah. Um I Yeah, I watched it yesterday. So I got back from the classes and I made a bunch of food. I made like arepas and vindaloo curry and rice mm. it was very good um and so uh and then i came back and i was very tired from cooking and then well not tired but i was like okay i can sit down now <laughs> and then uh i i like turn on the tv and i was like oh i'm just gonna play games and i was like oh, wait andor <laughs> andor time the andor man um and then it, the episode felt short. Well, it wasn't short, but like, I was like, man, we're going to get like the whole thing. It's going to, it's all going to be great. Like, how many more episodes do we have? Seven more. Seven there's gonna be, more? There's going to be 12. So we, and we just watched episode five. Wow. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> um, yeah. Every end or episode, I'm like, what? Especially after because you know we got three the first time that totally spoiled me because now every episode I'm like wait we're ending it there I want more I want two more um <laughs> it works out because we get more weeks of Andor which is great um I had such a nice thing going the last few weeks because I have Andor on Tuesday nights and then I have She-Hulk on Wednesday nights and then Critical Role on Thursday nights it's great having such a great little midweek media party (laughs) um yeah uh spoiler free thoughts on episode five um really good another i don't like to say slow because that makes it sound boring and it's not boring but it's not like there's no there's like action there's no action i don't think it's um and a lot of like character exploration looking at people's motives and relationships which i love and just eat up 
Um, a lot more little like Easter eggs and things that we get to see and hear this episode. Um, just things that you know, small ties that really help it feel like it fits into Star Wars and um, like you know, I think I saw I saw a tweet where someone said that Andor is approached like it's a period piece, so. Star Wars and the history of Star Wars is like the setting. It's like the way if you were making something set in like the 1800s, you would research what things are happening at that time, what kind of things people use, what uh, locations and events are significant. Like it's approached in that way, but with Star Wars, which I think is a really great way to put it. Um, yeah. And I think this episode has a lot of that. This is so cool. Yes. I agree. <laughs> I don't that was that was a lot. And I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> um, my brain is too small to process, so yes, I agree. <laughs> um what are their free thoughts? Um I don't know. I I, I just really like it, especially because <laughs> like it takes a look at the team a lot more and I think that's cool because you know there's cool people like I like Nemec so far like he's very sweet and blah 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 and very nice and it, I, I feel up scared he's gonna die and I'm worried but um but I like seeing those characters more and how each one interacts with Andor um and that's pretty much all I got for now for spoiler free Yes. Um, yeah, great episode. Go watch it if you haven't already. Uh, and I think we'll get into spoilers now. So the episode actually opens up on Coruscant again, and we see Serial with his mom. Yeah. Um, and she is their relationship is very funny. Uh, she's definitely like a bit, not that she's like a stereotype, but a bit of the um, what's the word? I'm thinking of a word. Rude, jerky, no, 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 the um, awful. The, no, none of those. <laughs> uh, not, not. Oh, what's the word? Um, I guess archetype. She's the like a very much the archetype of the like slightly overbearing mother and she has good intentions mm. um and she wants to help him be successful but it comes off a little bit harshly um i don't oh, know okay. i don't think she was terrible you know I and like he kind of deserves it he deserves it time really like, was popping I off was, with, against her and i was like yes really i was snaps. like cereal you are being so mean to your poor mama I thought he was being so mean. <laughs> I, I was on her side. Sorry. I'm pro Serial's mom. I'm very much not. Especially sometimes that's what I lived with. <laughs> but it's fine. I'm just saying. Sometimes it's a little frustrating. Yeah, but like he, you know, he sucks and he needs a kick in the butt. And I think she was giving him that. 
Yeah, but that's what she raised. <laughs> hey, you know, it's not really all on the parents. Fault. Some people just suck, okay? And yeah. you know, parents gotta work with what they got. And uh, I can I'm see pro- where you got the suckiness. I'm no, I'm pro cereals, mom. In this mm. scenario. Uh huh. I can't. You know, I was this this episode. I was like, it's made me sad because you know my mom's on the other side of the country and I miss her very much. And everyone's so mean to their moms in this episode. It made me really sad. Yeah. But also, your mom isn't telling your, you you're a failure. <laughs> well, he is a failure. <laughs> yeah, but I thought moms were supposed to be like, no, you're not a failure. Or no, moms, I think moms, trying. I think moms should be honest, you know? It's not, it's not, not helpful to him if, you know, he's a failure. It's not helpful to, helpful to him if she's like, oh, no, you didn't do anything wrong. No, you didn't. You suck and you need to go get a job. Right, but you that's... know, sometimes it's a mom's job to give him a good old kick in the butt. Did you get ever kicked in the butt? No, because I'm not a loser. Uh huh. <laughs> How do you know? Because I'm not. How do you know? I'm in college. Got got an internship. Eight straight A's. Mm-hmm. Looking for jobs, hobbies, friends. I'm doing great. To be fair, he was also doing great. He just made a... And then he... Now he's a loser because he sucks. And it's thing. He... Imagine he sucked so bad he got his entire company booted out of a whole planetary system. This was bound to happen at that point with the Empire. Right. But, you know, from their perspective, this guy screwed up so bad he, like, basically shut down their company. That's a loser. I'm just saying moms don't have to be such jerks to their kids. And I don't like when it's it, it's a it's she's a problem. I don't like he's also a problem, not saying he's not. They're both a problem. I mean, I'm not saying she's like the best character ever, but like I think Cyril need I think Cyril needs someone to a little harsh you know i guess but that that man didn't even pour some cereal she poured cereal for him milk and everything he didn't even get his own cereal i don't think he was planning on eating but yeah we'll see and that's her being nice to him by making sure he eats and giving him the cereal you don't need to eat eating is overrated i barely even do it see that's not that's not good i don't know what you're talking about um but anyway i think i think you're right i think he needs a serious butt kicking but also moms are in star wars not all of them but a good amount of times moms in media are portrayed as these jerks and for once i would like to see a loving caring mom like uh like um what's her face what's her name from uh resistance oh uh vanessa she's nice (laughs) i just want more nice moms there are nice moms not a lot of them and see you know moms don't always have to be nice you know it's not always helpful to be always nice sometimes people just need the harsh truth harsh truth i think it's a mom parent's job 
make sure their you kid grows into kid better. <laughs> she didn't call him a loser. I called him a loser. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm not his mom. I can say whatever I want. Um, <laughs> you know, and I think it's, you know, it doesn't help him at all if she just goes, she just pats him and goes, there, there, cereal. No, he's got to get better. I think the way she was doing it was awful. And I think there are a lot of different ways that you could do it. I don't think it was the best way to do it, but I don't think she was awful. I think that's a strong word. Anyway, she was doing the thing and trying to get him a job from his uncle. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's pretty much it. I also like the cereal. Cereal for cereal. Cereal eating cereal. Cereal cannibalizing. Yeah, and it was like it looked like a almost like a tricks like I don't know like tricks are for kids. I thought it was really funny. I um, I like the little box that the cereal was in. Oh yeah, like a milk carton, but mm-hmm. the cereal was in it. Yeah, and it had blue milk, of course. Yeah, cereal. Uh, which I think was also funny because then um, we see, well, I don't know if it's then, but we see Cassian drinking uh, milk and he's like, this is disgusting. I know, we finally, we finally see white milk in Star Wars. Yeah, so I thought we that was so it, funny. The first time we see white milk in Star Wars, they're like, this is so gross. <laughs> I hate this. It's from the cute little goats they have. I love the goats they have. Um, yeah. Super cute. I think, I'm pretty sure they're just like regular goats, just like a real like a real kind of rare breed um or sheep I don't know if they're goats or sheep I don't really know the difference but I just like that it's like it's like yeah this is, these are just like goats with lots of horns mm-hmm. it's, it's Star Wars yeah I thought it was so funny the first time we see white milk in Star Wars it's like this is disgusting where is the blue <laughs> it needs blue um but yeah he, he drinks white milk and then he like tosses it away. I was like, "No, you're wasting Please. your milk." Especially because they're like, "This is a special milk that like has your nutrients and stuff." Like, this is like what we. And Cassian takes a sip and like gross and throws it out. <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> yeah, I. It like um, sometimes if I'm eating something, like I'll kind of just like blank out, and then I'll just like keep eating. Um, and I, like, uh, my friends and I went to get curry from the egg and that it's like the cafeteria for this school. And, you know, you think, oh, the CIA, it's like going to be such good food, right? You, you eat such good food at the CIA. It's so gross. It's made <laughs> by the students. So therefore <laughs> it's not. Like, obviously, if it was made by the actual chefs there and, like, the teachers, it would be great. But, no, it's the egg, the cafeteria itself is a class that you go to. Um, but you can all, like, but it's mostly for, to eat there and tourists come in and blah, 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 right? <laughs> so that's our cafeteria. And I went and I had the curry. And my All my friends had the curry. And, like, they were eating it, and they were like, this is so disgusting. And I just, I was so blanked out. I just kept eating, kept, and, like, my entire bowl was gone. And I was like, wow, that was gross. (laughs) 
I don't know if I could do it with the milk. It sounded like it was really bad. Um, but, two shots of milk. But I think uh, Cassie, you if you just enough. like blank out and drink it, it'll be fine. That's how you do it. But anyway, yeah, he throws out his milk after talking to yeah. Nemec. Um, before that, we see Cassian in the camp in the camp on Aldani. He wakes up and finds his stuff is missing. He still has yes. the necklace, the sky kyber necklace. But like his all his weapons and stuff are missing. And so he runs out and he finds um Arvo. He's like searching all his stuff. Um, which he says Vel told him to do. Um mm-hmm. and he's like looking he points up he picks up some like nicer blasters and he's like he's like, Well, Where'd you get this? And Cassian's like, does not answer. It's like, it's done. Mind your business. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also uh Arvel has some tattoos. He has one symbol that Cassian calls a crate head. Uh I don't know what a crate head is. But I was mm-hmm. like, ah, the dragon. I know what that is. But I don't know if crate head was because he was talking about how he went to like a like a prison, like a youth prison and stuff um, and mentioned like possibly, I don't know if that's like maybe like he was inscripted in the military because it sounds like that might have been what happened to Cassian um, or what, because Cassian recognized it. So I don't know if Crayhead's like a section of the Imperial military or if it's like a I don't know, like a youth prison gang or something. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah so. I have no idea. I thought the designs of the tattoos were really cool, though. They Especially were neat. Yeah. the one on her his arm was cool. Yeah. They were cool tattoos, and I, tra- I looked it up on uh, Cratehead. This was the first time it was mentioned. We don't know what Cratehead is, necessarily. That's the thing. Uh, maybe it'll be in the Star Wars data bank or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, they talk about like the other members for a little bit. Um, and Cassian, he's like, he asks Cassian or Clem, he's like, so, like, what are you doing here? Like, Cassian's like, doesn't answer. <laughs> Very vague. Cassian's, I think it's funny. It, I, I think it's noticeable, but <laughs> when Cassian's angry, he clenches his jaw he so does. hard that his little, like, the back of his like jawbone like twitches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really funny. Well, not yeah. funny, it's but great like acting from Diego. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He is like, a, and he is. Cassian is like very, or Diego is like very sharp features, like his cheekbones and his jaw are like very pronounced. Very noticeable. Yeah. Great. Good acting. Good acting. Good face. Good face. Beautiful face. <laughs> Gorgeous. Um. We go back to Coruscant after this. Yeah. Yes. And um, we see the Mothmas having uh, breakfast, and we meet their daughter Leda. And Mothma is like, "Oh, like, you know, we're gonna go. I'm gonna me and the driver gonna take you to class, I guess." And Leda's like, "Oh, uh, Dad's taking me. I don't have an early class." And Mothma's like, "Oh, like, come on!" And she, Leda's very upset, and she's like, "You just." you know, doing it for show. I feel really bad for mom. Again, people are so mean to their mamas. And poor Mothma gets very upset. 
I I have so much to say, but I cannot say any of it. Um, yes. <laughs> um, I uh, I think that the um, what's it called? The daughter is hanging out too much with the dad. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yes. Um, I I do think that. You know what? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the daughter was a bit jerky. Um, was she? It reminded semi- me a lot of in Leia, Princess of Alderaan, where Leia, for a while, is very upset with Bale and Brea, thinking they're ignoring her and stuff, until she realizes, like, you know, like their dinner parties that she that she's getting shut out of are rebel strategy meetings and things like that it reminded me a lot of that and I think it's a very similar thing um and with the added pressure of I think uh Mothma's husband who sucks is kind of influencing that um because I feel like there's clearly no love in that marriage um if there ever was I'm not sure but definitely not anymore and I think he's trying to like kind of win her over and use her against Mothma and it's very sad because, you know, my mom, she's like a center. She has a very important job. And she, you know, fighting really, she's doing so much for the galaxy and therefore for her daughter. And unfortunately, it's a side effect that maybe she doesn't get to spend as much time with Leda as she wants to. But then Leda also shuts her out. It creates this, you know, it's very mean. Everyone needs to stop being mean to their moms. It's making me sad. Yes. Um, yes. I have so many things to say, but it's like, I wouldn't want to out myself. Um, it's just, I know exactly how it feels to think that your mom probably doesn't care about you because of maybe how much she's working or you know, things like that. And it's hard, especially for a kid. Like kids don't understand that. I definitely didn't. I, or I guess in this situation, she probably doesn't get to hang out with Mon Mothma, like you said. Um, And as kids, you don't really get that. All you see is like, even if she's working, all you see, and even if it's for you, all you see is, man, my mom's not hanging out with me and giving me the intention that I would like or the attention needed at all so in a way I think while Mon Mothma is doing these things like and it you know it's even bigger than this like you know my mom was going to work for law school and blah 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 not technically life-threatening but Mothma is doing a lot of things that are life-threatening like if she even like breaks just a little bit like that could mean the end of her and possibly the rebellion that she's funding. Um, but again, like if you don't, if you don't automatically see that, then you don't, you kind of just, it, it's hard to explain it. I mean, not really, but it, it's a, it's, you need your family. And sometimes when they're not there, and even though you don't, as a kid, don't understand that, if one parent, say the dad in that situation, is there, sometimes it's better to like that dad. Especially when this one is a crappy one that 
doesn't that like you said they probably don't love each other anymore and it seems like he kind of just does things against mothma no matter what um from like the two instances we've seen from like his influence on the kid and then also that dinner party where he made pretty much all of mothma's like enemies come over um like the dad is gonna be where the daughter goes to because I don't know if the dad is there often, but he probably is um, enough to be like, hey, yeah, your mom's always busy. He's not going to say, oh, your mom's always busy for you. Like, she's fighting to make this world a better place. No, he's a jerk. So, like, mm -hmm. it's going to be toxic towards her, which also sucks. Um, like, this whole entire scene, like, of her being like, no, mom, like, that's what you planned. Which, honestly, from that part, I totally understand that one. Because, um, like, especially when Mothma is such this, like, public figure and this polit politician, right? Like, she's a senator at this point. Still? Question mark? I don't know. Please correct me, Zoe. Yeah, she's still a senator. Okay. She's a political figure. Um, in public, whatever. Same thing, I think. I don't know. But um, so she has to be going and doing all these things and she's voting for all these things. And when she goes to maybe even a charitable place, sometimes like things like that can either be seen as like, oh, yeah, she's a really charitable person or depends on who views it. But it could be seen as like, oh, you just want attention um, for doing all these like charitable things. And I think, again, because the dad is a jerk. <laughs> um. I think that's definitely what he was probably telling the daughter is that like, well, your mom's going to this charity thing just, you know, to get views and like get people to sign up for whatever like cause. So that just, all of it just sucks. And it's, it was heartbreaking for me to see that because I was like, dang, if like, I wish like even now, like I wish that younger me told myself like hey mom's working she's trying to work really really hard for this family to the and she's trying to work for herself like she wants to do this like she'll be around when she's around you know so it's hard and then especially when at this point it seems like that kid is beyond trying to hang out with her mom um which also is heartbreaking for probably the kid and mon mothma like mon mothma even was like hey that really hurt <laughs> um which then the kid who probably learned it from his her dad was like see you're just making things about you you just want the publicity blah blah blah, blah. Mm -hmm. and it's it's so sucky and it was hard to watch and um and it's like Mon Mothma isn't really to blame, but also a little bit, but like not really, if that makes sense. Like, obviously she's not because she's working hard and she's trying to do this and this and that for the family and for the world. But also sometimes you just need to hang out with your kid mm -hmm. <laughs> before the dad poisons her <laughs> before yeah. she grows up and thinks horribly of you. I so definitely feel for both of them in that situation. Because, you know, the daughter is a kid, um, but it's also, like, you know, she is also kind of old enough where it's, like, yeah, you can, you are 
you should be able to understand a little bit that your mom is a person and has very important work, even if she doesn't know about the rebellion, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but again, it's that dad being the, the poor influence. It's, yeah, like you said, it's hard to watch. Uh, I just felt really bad for Mothma. I was frustrated with the daughter, but I understood <laughs> a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, it's... They're so mean to their mom. She, yeah, she is definitely old enough to like make those those decisions and thoughts for herself but also depending on how long mom mothma has been doing this she probably wouldn't be around a long time and uh, again like depending on how long this kid has been hanging out with this awful dad like that also can affect it to the like to the point where she's already got her dad's mindset which sucks and it's also it also hurts because I definitely know like just the, from the way she was talking to Mothma, she also just seems really hurt that like her mom doesn't really hang out with her, and also it seems like her mom doesn't say like, "Hey, what do you want to do?" Instead, it seems more like, "Oh, hey, by the way, there's this thing. Let's go." Because in a way, the daughter's right. Like that's. Maybe even if she did say yes, that's probably not something she wants to do. I don't know. It's it's the whole thing. It's it was sad, and Mothma ends up leaving because now, like, pretty much her family's against her, and it's crappy. Um, so that part was very very sad, mm-hmm. and hopefully, I don't know, but hopefully the daughter grows up and figures it out and you know tries to amend that thing amend those things with Mothma before eventually she's gone fully into the rebellion you know mm-hmm. yeah we, I mean we know there's a certain point where Mothma reaches from you know rebels and rebels and everything she reaches kind of a point where it's like she she isn't in a place where she can anymore just go back to Coruscant and go back to her apartment and stuff mm-hmm. so it's, it's interesting it'll be interesting to see where like when that happens which we'll likely see in season two um because that's you know when that starts to happen in rebels like which way that relationship goes with the daughter and you know husband i don't care he can stay um <laughs> you know moth moth that totally pays for that apartment so he'll have to figure, yeah. figure out what he's gonna do but um moth is very much the breadwinner <laughs> yeah no i don't think he does anything he's uh, he's home where yeah, he goes other places. Yeah, that's the thing. He is needs like, he needs Cyril's mom to get him into shape. <laughs> that, that is where I will agree with you once <laughs> on moms. But yeah, it's I'm team mom this episode. <laughs> Just kidding. I was not team mom for the first one. I am for this one. I'm slightly team kid because kid don't understand why work why not stay hang out (laughs) why work um but uh, yeah it was it was hard um it's hard to watch and uh hopefully maybe uh mothma can make amends with at least the daughter probably not the husband like you said he can stay he can do whatever um 
but yeah. I was hoping that Mothma had a loving family, but no. I know, I feel very bad for her because she doesn't, she seems to have no allies at home, you know, so. And having allies, like, in the rebellion is probably hard because, like, you kind of can't trust anyone. Mm-hmm. And if you do, like, you have to be careful. And, like, if you're in the rebellion, you know, they might die. <laughs> like, yeah. it's hard. Yeah, and I mean, it's just, it has to be very lonely, you know, I think because at this point, I think the only, like, friend friend she has, I wouldn't call her Luthan necessarily friend, <laughs> but the only friend we really see her having is, like, Bale. Mm-hmm. And Bale and Brea are, like, her only, I would, I would personally at least say they're probably personal enough friends, you know? Yeah. Very lonely yeah. life. <sighs> yeah. Which is very unfortunate. Especially because mm-hmm. then if you, like and I said. She's so amazing. She deserves friends. Yeah. Poor Moth. Poor Moth. Um, yeah. Um, so then after good, the breakfast. Good scene. <laughs> after that breakfast, we go back to Aldani. And that's when Cassian tries the white milk. We can't. No white milk. No. Just disgusting. Blue. Just blue. blue and green. Um. This is when we can spend a little more time with Nemec, the the uh, Dungeons and Dragons player. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Sorry, like. <laughs> um, and he's talking about he. I really loved Nemec's little monologue, where he talks about like, the philosophy of the imp- empire and and the the oppression and everything about them and the technology that they use and stuff. It was, he was just a really interesting character to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, he's going to die. <laughs> Someone pointed out that the only Aldani rebels on the poster are Vel and Cinta, which is great because if I had to pick two to survive, it would be them. Mm-hmm. But man, I do like Nemec. <laughs> Um, poor dude. Yeah. Um. Then they have a little. Then uh, Cassian gets called by Barcona for a little meeting, and they they're talk they're showing the like they're trying to figure out how much weight their escape ship can carry, and like the balancing and stuff of it, mm-hmm. and. Cassie like explains and then he kind of realizes like these people don't really know what they're doing and he does in this for this specific thing he's like well what were you going to do without me and they're like we would have figured it out and he's a little like he's like really like you know what I mean I wouldn't be too I'd be like hold on you guys are being jerks to me and you don't even know what you're doing right what he besides probably Lieutenant Gorn he's like their man on the inside Cassie pretty much just instantly made himself the most important part of that team just by pointing out that he knows how to fly this ship I, and balance the weight, which is interesting because you never hear about that with the ships and how they do that. They, I mean, they must have to. You know, you're flying stuff in the air. I just never thought about it. Yeah. I mean, we do it with planes and stuff. And I was like, oh, it's Star Wars. They don't they don't yeah, know about that. Sometimes they charge you. Yeah, they definitely do. 
um <laughs> uh so yeah, yeah. So it was interesting um then we go actually speaking of lieutenant Gorn, we see him in his little um in the little base thing and he's kind of like yelling at some imperial officers he's like come on guys clean up your target practice come on we have we have an engineer visiting we keep him with the engineer um just curious Do we know any engineers? The only one I can think of is what at this point would be Galen or so. I think. Mm. I don't know if they I don't know if they do Galen or so. If only because Mad Fickleson probably costs a lot of money. <laughs> but yeah. I mean Stellan's character probably costs a lot of money too. So maybe they'll um, just be like, maybe they'll just like pretend he's there. They're just gonna be like, oh yeah, Galen's in the other room, but like never show it. It's like um, it's like in a what's it called? I don't know. Like in some of the DC movies, or like in, at the end of Shazam, when Superman comes, and you know what I mean. And like, then he sits down. You don't see his face. You just see like the costume. They'll do that, but with Galen. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You see Shazam? Yes. I did not watch a good so movie. Shazam's a good movie. Shazam. I have not seen that. If it's DC, I probably have not seen a lot of it. I haven't seen a lot of DC movies either, but Shazam is good. The only DC movie I watched was Wonder Woman. And then I watched the second one with high hopes, and then it was not good. I did not watch the second Wonder Woman because my dad told me it was bad, and I really loved the first one, so I'm just going to stick with the first one. And I've yeah. seen uh, Man of Steel. Um, I've seen some Superman and Shazam. I haven't seen Aquaman. I should probably watch that one. Which one is Shazam? Shazam is the kid and his power, he goes, Shazam! And he turns into this, like, Superman kind of guy. He's just like a kid. It's really good. You should watch Shazam. The sequel comes out next year, I think. It's really funny. Heard. This is my new campaign. Everybody should watch Shazam because that movie's great. Anyway, but at the end of Shazam, they like Superman comes, but they don't actually get like Henry Cavill or anything. They just have like a really buff dude in a Superman costume sit down, and you only see him from like the neck below. They could do that with Galen if they don't want. Magical mm-hmm. Yeah. Watch Shazam. That movie's good. I, I love that movie. <laughs> Sam. Shazam with an exclamation point. Hmm. I never saw any trailers or anything about it. It's like, oh, it came out like, God, like five years ago or something. Oh, okay. Never mind. I, see, I think I know why. When did Shazam? Okay. Apparently, there's a software <laughs> called Shazam. It came out okay. It came out twenty nineteen. It came out like three years ago. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember it seeing it anything. Zachary about Levi it. in it. You know him. You don't know him. No. Um. You know who I do know. Andor. I know that guy. Um. But yeah. An engineer is coming over. Uh, a very big deal. 
this engine. Yes. Um, um, we also go back to Ferrix very briefly in this episode, which I was surprised by. Um, we didn't go, we didn't stay there very long. Um, I hope we get to go back again. I want to see my girl Bix. I want to make sure she's okay. Is she holding up? How's her concussion? She's <laughs> sitting in a dark room relaxing. Um, mm-hmm. But on Ferrix, they're in the Empire is here now. It's not the Primor. It's the Empire. And they have yeah. they have the one guy, Captain Tigo, his name. And they're clearing out stuff from the hotel. Um, which is they're making the Imperial headquarters there, which very mean. Yeah. It's like, you know, that was someone's business. Some people were in there. Um maybe. Maybe know. the um guy from the shuttle was staying there. Yeah, out of his room for you. Um, he doesn't. There, they're getting those headquarters uh, cleaned up. Um, this is Tim's fault. If you really think yeah. about it, Tim and Serial. They deserve each other. <laughs> I think uh, Serial should visit Tim in the afterworld. Yeah, I want that scene. Tim and Serial. <laughs> yes. I don't think they met Tim and Serial. They're in the no, same category. That they... they did not meet. No, they did not. Um, they no, because Tim was shot by his people. Yeah. Gosh, and then Serial was busy giving away literally the whole headquarters of everything and everything important to everything. Right. Um, yeah, so I'm hoping this means we will go back to Ferrix some more, whether it's Andor going back to Ferrix or something. Um, we'll see. Just because I feel like uh you know, if they're showing, they're making a point to show that they're setting up headquarters in Ferrix, it, it could just be a, like, hey, this is what happens when the Empire comes in. Um, but I, it could also, maybe they're showing us something that's relevant later, because we'll be going back to Ferrix. Mm-hmm. So I can see it going either way. But hopefully more Ferrix. Yeah. Also, I just thought Ferrix was a really cool town. It felt very lived in. Um, I was very impressed by it. And also, I want to see the jumping guy. Yeah. Pretty much everyone is oh, dead on Aldani. Yeah. Uh, well, we go back to Aldani. Not a lot of building there. No. Um, we go back to Aldani. And we they're doing a lot of practicing and drills for going undercover. As uh, soldiers, which I thought was really cool. And it kind of adds a, you know, like, oh, like this mission. We have a lot of practice going into it and there's a lot you know and even despite all this practice there's still a lot of things that they're leaving up to chance which is very interesting Cassian mm-hmm. um points out that he's real recognized who that everyone in this group everyone who's right or left-handed which was cool and shows his like attention to detail for things um because I don't know about you that's not something I tend to notice about people <laughs> At no, all. not really. <laughs> uh, Unless it's like very apparent. Like 
I did notice his gun was on the wrong side or like not on the wrong side, but he was, it was not the same as everyone else. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I would be able to tell from the back of him. Well, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a bit obvious in that scenario, which is why I think because the captain pointed out and I was like, oh yeah, but then he was able to like name everyone else. Like yeah. people who weren't even there in that moment, if they're right or left handed. And I was like, how do you even, I don't even pay attention to that. I don't even know if you're right or left handed. You know? Craziness. Um, but a cool detail about Cassian. Um, and they're having a little conversation. And then a TIE fighter loops below, like very low over them. And it, again, like when we saw the TIE fighter last episode, it's like kind of scary because, you know, we're used to like, oh, it's a TIE fighter. Boom. <laughs> they blow it up. But this is like, oh, this is like a like a military fighter jet, essentially. With lasers. Mm-hmm. Um, someone also on Twitter also pointed out there's a, it's just like one line in Lost Stars, but they mentioned Thane being given a duty to every so often fly low over areas of Imperial territory to remind them, like remind them who's in charge. Mm-hmm. Which I yeah. think is interesting. That's totally what was happening there. There was no reason for that tie to be out there otherwise. <sighs> Scary. Also, I just, there was a thing that Nemec said. Um, I don't remember, but it was very specific and I liked it and I, it's gone. But um, he was just talking about the TIE fighter and like how, you know, people on the bottom, like it's a big deal for them for that huge thing to be going. Mm-hmm. But for the guy in there, it's like well, they're nothing to him. The title of the episode, it's a, it's a pretty popular um, thing I've heard before, but it's the axe forgets, but the tree remembers. Um, I think that's. I don't know if you said exactly that, but that's the title of the episode. It's the axe forgets. Mm, yeah, um, Skeen says that, but uh, not Nemec. Right, right. But still very similar. The same idea. Concept. Nemec reiterates. Um. Yeah, we also back to the Lieutenant Gorn, who I think is a very interesting character. Who he's like this imperial officer, and he's still very much doing his job. Like he's nitpicking, being you know, like if we didn't know he was with the rebels, like I would totally be like, oh yeah, that's like a bad guy. <laughs> um, and they they're talking about like ex- like expanding the airbase into the land and like building more stuff, and you know they're displacing the local populace and things like that. It's a little conversation. Um, then they go back, uh, and Cassian dresses up in his little imperial uniform, and they set out towards the hills. Yes. Um, I'm trying to find, uh, this episode, I couldn't figure out when was when. What? So, like, I could like, I have the entire episode in my head, but I don't remember what scene went first. Oh, well, after after they head for the hills, we go to Deidre. Um, 
and there she's doing she's still doing more research trying to figure out this whole like stolen items thing oh yes and they she and her like assistant um they're looking for missing objects and they find things from you know random things taken different places they mess with Kessel, Fondor, Jakku, um, all sorts of things. And they um, start to realize that, like, there's some some semblance of an organized rebellion. It's not totally there yet, as we know from Rebels and everything. But some semblance of an organized rebellion is starting to form. So they have different, they're stealing different things in different areas at different times to make it kind of random. But they're, you know. It's a bit more organized. They start to they start to realize it's a bit more organized than the um, the rest of the empire realizes. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I it's cool because like for those types of things, like like you said, they're trying to make it random and like seem unorganized and just like oh man, this one thing got lost. Oh well, but mm-hmm. you know, for the rebellion it's themselves like that those are important things but of course to the empire like it's like it's like a dollar being lost to them it's It's like when you know like it's like something got misplaced at like a big like amazon warehouse or something like for a big company you're just gonna write it off as you know part of their you know like companies like that always have their like budget for things getting damaged or lost um built in it's sort of like that like it's just small things here and there and it's also cool because you know at this point we know that the rebellion isn't quite the rebellion as we see by the time of like a new hope but it's the rebellion we see at the beginning of rebels where they don't even have like a centralized base or anything yet but you have like the ghost crew like that's a rebel cell you have these aldani rebels they're a rebel cell and you have all these tiny cells each doing their own thing loosely connected by a few contacts like ahsoka is a fulcrum agent mon mothma Luthen seems to play a similar role. Bail Organa, like, very cool. Yes. I love seeing the Rebellion be created. I'll watch it over and over again. In every, in all the new shows, all the new movies, I'll watch the Rebellion form. I think it's mm-hmm. so interesting. Yes. Um, my brain's empty. But yes, uh, especially like we said I, I don't know i i also just think it's cool because like we get to see mon mothma and how she like first is just funding and then but we, how we know her she's always technically like been there for every meeting mm-hmm. for every rebellion meeting and for this one she's like only like here here's some money here's some money here's some things i know um so i also think it'll be cool to see like if she does do that if she does like and um, when she decides, like, okay, fine, I'm going to go and actually do things there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because at this point, she's, she's money. She's also networking. She talks to Luthen last episode about bringing that potential ally in, who I still think is Saw, um, who at this point would have just left Jin very recently or is about to leave Jin. I assume they're going to do just left Jin so they don't have to bring Jin in and then it's like Cassian and Jin potentially, you know. Um, that would mm-hmm. be cool. There's so much. Um, yeah. Uh, she's talking about, you know, she's doing networking money, but it's when does she take that step to becoming, like we see in, in Rogue One, she's more of a, like, a tactical leader helping with strategy. Um, and, you know, I mean, we've seen Rebels, she 
almost completely drops the sentence of facade to the rest of the galaxy, where she very publicly denounces the Empire, basically forsakes her Senate seat. Hera has to extract her and bring her to safety to the rebel base. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be very interesting to see what leads up to that before we see her in Rebels. Yes. Um, you go back to Aldani here. Oh, wait. But we also know that... What, like, was it painkillers that she took? What was that? I assume... I know some people were like, oh, she's taking drugs. It's the Imperial, you know, work ethic normalizing drugs. I think it was, like, Tylenol. Yeah, I... <laughs> like, how like, she might be in pain, or maybe she's, like, overworking herself to that I, point, I, maybe? She's totally overworking herself. I assume... It was like, you know, because, you know, when you stay up for a very long time, you get a headache. So I think it was that. I think, I don't know, it could be something bigger. I think it was like, oh, I'm going to be up for, I'm, you know, potentially pulling an all-nighter. I'm going to take some, like, Advil or whatever. <laughs> like, you know. That's yeah. just what I assumed it was. I think it was to show like she's ready to to do it all night, you know. I at first I was like, oh, she's taking drugs, and then I was like, no, she's probably gonna be working for a very long time. Yeah, I I know I know some people had the same reaction to you. I was just I didn't even think about it. I was like, okay, she's taking ibuprofen. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes, what's next? We go back to Aldani, and they have a little, little bonfire, which is their, their the D&D models of their base. Very sad. Yeah. Oh, poor buddy. Um, and they start heading out. Um, they're practicing getting Cassian to make sure he memorizes the different stages of the plan, their signals, all that. Um, they, he asks about Lieutenant Gorn. And they tell him that uh, he fell in love with a local woman. Um, and they say he lost his promotion and lost the woman, which made him turn against the Empire. And, you know, and she's like, she says everyone has their own rebellion. Like, everyone has their own reasons for doing what they're doing. Uh, which is mm-hmm. neat. <laughs> it was a very succinct way of putting something I think Star Wars has been saying for a while. Um, let me go back to Coruscant. Cereal eating a cereal. Uncle Harlow doesn't think that cereal that cereal should be doing police work. Um, <laughs> and she Harlow's still thinking about exactly what he should do. Cereal's not happy. He wants to do police work, I guess. Even I'm confused on what Harlow is. Like he's the <laughs> uncle and he's you know, he's a smart guy. And, right. But like what like it's a weird thing to be like yeah i know exactly the kind like what is like how does he know what he will be good at you know he probably doesn't but you know he's gotta my thing is like why is he the determining factor you know i mean i think the thing is like at least from Edie's perspective is cereal's not really He's not really putting any drive or like to do anything else. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, well, I'll get, you know, I guess she for whatever reason has trust in her her brother or brother-in-law. 
whatever makes him an uncle. Um, it's like, you know, he's a, he's a good guy. He'll, he'll help us out. You know, maybe he's one of those like career advisor people. Maybe that's his job. Mm, yes. Yeah. I want to meet Uncle Harlow. I'm just very curious about him. Mm -hmm. I thought you were going to say like for your career. I was like, I thought. Oh, no, I'm good. Figured out. I'm good. Yeah, um, I don't think you need him. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, and. I personally, like, I don't like his mom, which is why I think it's funny, like, every little comeback he has for her. Um, I, think yeah, I, didn't, I didn't see those comebacks. I thought he was, he seemed like a petulant child. They he are comebacks, but as a petulant child. It was like, they weren't good comebacks, I guess. To me, at least. I liked them. Um, and, yeah. But yeah, he's gonna. I don't even know. <laughs> what could he be good at? What do you think he would be good at? What do you think Cyril's you know, good at? Probably my Uncle Harlow can't figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's not good at anything. Hmm. Maybe he is. Maybe. Maybe he's good at art. He could be. Maybe. Also, I think I don't. I think this was the beginning of the episode, but his eyes. They never cease to stop, <laughs> like this, like the, the piercing sun. gaze. Yeah, but he was looking straight at the sun as it like, and he just like his eyes. Oh my god, ojos locos. Um, but yeah, huge gaze. Um, yeah, and then we go back to Donnie. What are you with his stare? <laughs> we go back to Donnie and Lieutenant Gorn. He's yelling at some officers about an unpainted wall. He's like, "Come on, like we have a we have a course on engineer coming today. Like we gotta gotta look good." And they're like, "Oh, like, um, but we wanna, you know, we don't really, you know, we're working a lot. We want to see this star phenomenon thing is happening, which is what the rebels are using for their cover uh, mm -hmm. when they go into the base, like as a distraction." Um, so he's he like he's like, all right, work on it tomorrow then. Um then we go back to the Aldani Rebels and uh Skeen uh jumps Cassian and cuts off the uh the kyber crystal necklace. He holds it up and he's like he's like, What are you doing? Like you know, like carrying this around. I thought you're supposed to be, you know. Like if you got enough money for this, like what are you doing with us, kind of thing. Um, Which is kind of dumb. Mean. You know, and I was like, like what if, what if his mom gave him that? You know, what if, yeah, what if it's for. sentimental value? Like, you know, I mean, I kind of understood, you know, but it's like, man, chill what out. if it is fake? <laughs> it could be fake, that. could be fake, you know, unless uh, Skeen is some kind of pro jewelry appraiser, could be fake. Could be a lot of things. Um. Yes. Uh, there. So the others kind of try and like calm things down. Cassian and Skeen both have blasters on each other. Um. Tamron actually pulls his blaster out too. Mm -hmm. But then we um we have Vel yelling at everyone. Uh, 
showing off her great leadership skills. We love Val. Um, and tells everyone, like, calm down, let's do it. And then finally, as everyone's looking at Cassian's like, all right, like, I'm in it for the money. Like, he finally just, like, basically puts it all out there. He doesn't mention Luthen. Um, but he, he decides the specific detail of, of Luthen. He really lays everything out. Yeah. For everyone to stay honest, which I think was an interesting, but probably ultimately a good move. Yes. Know? At first, I was like, that is not a good move. And then, right. especially because Nemec was like, no, I believe he supports the cause and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no. Yeah, poor Nemec was very sad. He was heartbroken. <laughs> um, but, and I was thinking about it earlier. Um, like, sometimes, like, I mean, like Cassian was saying, like they're all scared. Obviously, Cassian's scared, but depend. It depends on the person. Like a cause could make you go, yeah, okay, I'm gonna do this suicide mission. But also, like, so does money. Money is like a great briber for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, probably not for very selfless people. Um, like you know, usually people who are in the rebellion. But for some people, it's like sure i'm gonna die on this mission well i'm gonna get a lot of money so it's fine um only if they don't die they do die yeah but like usually you think like oh the high risk high risk high reward yes like (laughs) you think like well i probably won't do that since it like is so like yeah i might die (laughs) it's a lot of high risk there um but you know it, it just depends on the person um I, I do think Cassian is for the cause. He just doesn't he just doesn't know it yet. Mm-hmm. Um or at least is more outwardly about it. Um but yeah, I guarantee we're gonna get a moment next episode. I'm sure I'm sure the mission is next episode, and I guarantee we're gonna get a moment where Cassian reveals he's more selfless than he seems. I guarantee. Yeah, of course. Um I think so, but yeah, it was and then, like, I thought it was interesting because, like, why is Skeen going to, like, um, why is Skeen doing this? So it's like, there's no point. Um, like, he's already down for the mission. You've talked to this person, so obviously, like, don't trust him, but, like, you're like, okay. And he's a good asset for this mission in general. And you guys, it's like the day before. Like, why would you, one, want to pick a fight to like make this a whole big deal and get this guy out of your team that's so useful like it which then Cassian Cassian is like you know Cassian uh, points out he says like I know it's like pre-mit like we're about to start so we're lashing out because everyone's nervous and scared mm -hmm. and you know which I thought was was cool um and he kind of points that out very human moment for sure yeah um, yeah so i thought you know the fact that yeah cassian just pointed it out he, like i was like oh yes get him get him cassian get him don't let him pick on you um yeah uh and then later on i don't i think i'm going out of order but um that's cool, cool. Skeen kind of like not apologizes but apologizes mm-hmm. apparently people can't just apologize 
He said, um, Val, Val made him apologize. So, but he, does, he doesn't apologize, but he explains his reasoning. Um, yeah. Now, the Empire uh, forced his brother out of a farm he had, essentially, and um, his, drove his brother to end his own life. Um, very, very sad. Um, and Cassian just asks, like, oh, what, what was your brother growing? He says, pepper trees. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a very sweet little moment. Like, Cassian doesn't, you know, he's very like, oh, just ask a question about him and, like, kind of accepts the not apology. Yeah. So it was very sweet. Good on um, you, Cassian. Yeah. Good on you. Um, but yeah, and then, uh, <laughs> I don't like the leader. Belle? Yeah. I love Belle. I think she's great, but she's such a terrible leader. I think she's a great leader. I They listen to her, don't they? Barely. Barely. She barely has them under control. I think she needs more experience, and I think she'll get there. But right now, it's not very, she's not very experiencey. And she doesn't know anything. And she keeps a lot of secrets. And, like, there's so much that's, like, dude, like, could have avoided all of this. You just were honest to your people. Knew about the mission. Like, knew anything about the mission. Instead of, like, depending on this one guy to know literally everything that you apparently don't trust and now trust. It, it, it was all, it was such a mess. <laughs> I agree sure that she needs experience, but I think a lot of that stuff is a bit out of her control. I think Luthen's hand in it is making things difficult for her. Right, but she didn't really have to lie to her people about this. I don't know. It especially because it caused so much tension in the group in the beginning and now at the end. Obviously, it's probably because like Cassian says, he's like definitely they're all definitely scared. But it like it's such a huge mission like even like like according to Luthen, like you, you they don't do this like it's all screwed like they're all screwed mm-hmm. um I think honesty is really important in a leader personally uh because you're following this leader to possible death or victory and like you don't want your people attacking each other because of the of one guy I don't know. I, again, she. But just I will say, for whatever like for whatever reason, Luthen, Luthen cannot is not someone that they can know about. Like right. they don't even know she has a combat, and I don't know if that's her or Luthen that wants that. And if it's I Luthen that it's wants that, she's very Luthen. much very much out of her hands, you know, and it's putting her in a very hard place. Especially, I agree, she needs more experience, and getting the experience she's getting now, as someone that's inexperienced, is, has to be very difficult. Yes. I agree. I'm just a lot of like I think it's more so not knowing a good amount of the like I think it's more so depending on this person when she was like no at first like totally like no I don't want this person I don't want this person and now he's such a big part of this mission like he's like for what I was she she didn't want Cassian for the purpose of she knew people weren't going to react well to it she knew her team they had a good bond. Luthen 
forced her to take him. And that's, you know what I mean? But if she knew her people, shouldn't she know how to get them to like him or at least agree with it? But if she was, you know, stuck not being able to tell them about Luthen or what's like, if he's in it for the money, if she's, you know, Cassian's not offering up much information to help, like it's, you know, and she, you know, I think her, I think the way she went about it was like the best way at first because she you know because at least she didn't she was you know I can you know I mean he's like she was she's supposed to just like lie and you know weave up a story about Cassian Cassian being a rebel no would they have reacted well to off the bat Cassian being a mercenary probably not and she just didn't she didn't lie either way you know and I think it would have been worse if she had lied in some way and then it turns out he didn't for the money rather than just kind of like this is Cassian or this is Clem he's gonna work with us and then it, you know what I mean yes and no like yes it's I'm she not told as few so lies as possible and huh? also I, I told as few lies as possible really and then like also I mean part of everything we've seen with the rebellion there is a lot of secrets Hera kept a lot of secrets the other rebels and it was for their own good and i think she was right to do it you know because the less they knew the less they could give up and the less they knew the less danger in some ways they were in i think with the rebellion there's a need for secrecy and a need for lying even to your own people unfortunately i guess i'm only speaking from a server leader (laughs) to be fair but yeah, well, that's, that's a little different. <laughs> no, that's why I, I mean, said I don't. I mean, I'm not. Like, you know, hey, I'm not in any kind know, of. I'm not a. Le- I'm not a rebel leader. I've never been in a rebellion. I'm no rebel leader either, for the record. I do not have experience with such things. But from my interpretation, I think Belle's doing the best she can with what she's got. I think she can do a lot better. But like what though? What should she do? Know the actual facts of the mission. That would be a great start. I mean, they they had a whole plan laid out and everything. The only thing was flying the ship, which is a pretty big thing. But yeah, like even though it's one thing, it's like their way out. Like, even, like I was with Cassian. I was like, "You don't know? What do you mean you don't know? Like, what if Cassian didn't know? They would have figured it out. I think they would have died. <laughs> they might, Maybe. Still but I think they're all kind of accepted the possibility of." Not survival, you know what I mean? Uh, yes. <laughs> so it's like, this is for everything. I don't know. That's, I don't know. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I I was a little frustrated because I was like, just why, why? Just, why don't you know? <laughs> like, it's, I don't know. It's like, she has these people on her hands. It's, it reminds me, I think, uh, I said this before on my dad's podcast, but like kind of like um, Serial, like he wasn't really doing it for, you know, the two people that died, but he was more so doing it for the glory of actually like going out and, you know, figuring out who killed this person and capturing, you know, Andor, uh, mm-hmm. and he lost pretty much everyone. Um not everyone, but like 
a good amount of his people. Um, yeah. And I thought it kind of reminded me of like Ahsoka when she was like first starting out as a leader and she did a lot of rash decisions to the point where a lot of people died um, on her thing. And that was like her whole, that was the whole episode of her being like, I don't know if I'm going to be a good leader. Like a lot of people, a lot of these people died. And I, I wonder like, say if a lot of people do die in this mission, like I wonder how that's going to affect Cassian and possibly uh, the leader of that. Because it might be a bit traumatic, especially if, like, if they did go in with, in this without Cassian, it wouldn't really be her fault. But maybe, I mean, not knowing all of the facts, and then maybe like the weight. I don't. I don't. I'm not entirely sure what the weight of the actual train has to do with anything. Because I, you know, they say a lot of planning words, and it kind of goes over <laughs> my head. But, um, but you know, say it was a number that they couldn't work with. Like, what if they had to leave people behind? And it's, it's, there's so many possibilities. And my brain thinks of way too many possibilities and all the bad outcomes of everything. So that's just my own thing that I do. But it's scary. And this is scary. And I would be horrified <laughs> if she was my leader. Yeah. I, I would be scared for my life. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, I agree, but I would also say, like, there isn't, she's not in a place where they, they're not in a place, it's, again, she's working with what she's got, and they're not in a place where they know, can know how to do this, mm-hmm. you know, and where they can just learn how to do this thing, you know, like, they have to kind of leave it up to chance, which is unfortunate, but I don't think, like, she didn't, she's not pretending to know. True. You know, well, so I think, you know, she's, you know, very, you know, and it's not like, Luthen brought Clem in and was like, oh, he knows how to do that thing you don't know how to do. Like, he just said, you're going to use this guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think, like, she, would she have maybe been more receptive if Luthen had introduced him like that? Maybe. Mm-hmm. You know? But I think she's working with what she's got. And she doesn't have very much. Yeah, which is usually the case of a good amount of rebellions. Mm-hmm. So... I can't I shouldn't go too hard but I'm just saying like that's just scary this is a scary situation y'all um horrifying but um I think we're gonna lose quite a few of them yeah it would be I know this probably isn't gonna happen because it's very dramatic and very close to Rogue One but I think it would be interesting if they all died except of course Cassian I think see again some point out Vel and Cinta are on the poster I want them to survive because they're my favorite. Um, I like the other. But I think girl. we could. I think we could lose Cinta's the other girl. She's cool. Yeah. Um, but I think we could lose a good number of the rest. Um, I'm. I'm hoping Nemec doesn't. <laughs> I love Nemec. Skeen can go. Okay. Yeah, Skeen and like the other guy can go. That's fine. I mean, I oh, I like the other guy though. Really? Honestly, yeah. What's his name? I forget his name. I think he's neat. He's cool. He's a, he's all right. <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind if he did. I'm not rooting for it, but I wouldn't totally. If we lose Nemec and not Skeen, bruh. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Yeah, well, Vel tells Cassian, so Terramin's in charge, the other guy. Um, and they're going to meet after the mission. I'm not sure what Vel and Cinta are doing. They have some part of the mission that's like a secret or something. Or maybe they're doing nothing. That kind of sucks. Um, I would I would be with you that Vel sucks as a leader if she actually does nothing. But I assume Vel and Cinta are doing some other part of the mission. What do you think they're doing? I have no idea. Maybe they're assassinating that engineer, in which case it could not be Galen, unless they fail. It could be Galen. Um, I assume it's something, though. I can't imagine both of them just being, I ask you guys. Do you think they're, like, assassinating people on the way? Like, snipers? Or, like, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. We'll see. You know? We'll see. Like, Um, I hope it's not something that's important that the team should know, because to be fair, only Cassian doesn't know, right? From what we can tell. I don't know. I think we can, like, Cassian definitely doesn't know. I mean, we can maybe assume that the others do know, and they're just not willing to tell Cassian, because he's, like, the new guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. At least Terraman and what's his face? Skeen? Namek? No. Uh, uh, Lieutenant. Lieutenant Gorn, no. I would assume. Because mm-hmm. they seem yeah, to be a bit more up leadership. But I'm not sure if Gene and Emic know, to be honest. Um, it doesn't seem think, like again, they're fighting is, to know. Yeah. Which, again, I think it's it's also valid. Because, like, let's say they get captured and tortured by the Empire. They won't be able to give up. Like, oh, well, our two friends are doing this over here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Again, it's the need for secrecy much as it's not what everyone wants. Um, Do you like think they when... only electrocute you? No. No way. Hmm. Hera got drugged. And that droid that came into Leia's cell had a lot of needles on it. That's true. Because hmm. I was like, if it's just electricity, I think I could be able to hold it. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> you think so? I think. Maybe. <laughs> I've been zapped a few times in my life. Yeah, it's the same. By it's definitely the same. Thingies. It's definitely the same. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> needles. They also use the force on you needles. if it's an Inquisitor or Vader. They use the force. Yeah. I don't like needles. I really hate needles. They have needles. They do have needles. Like that, I would be like, Yikes. Okay, here's everything. Lucy <laughs> oh, was a rebel. When the needle gets brought out, it's all coming out. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 they're over there. Don't, <laughs> don't come near me. <laughs> like, and then cereal, like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think cereal gave it away too fast. I wouldn't be that fast, but Are if they were like, when did he, wait, what? Oh, when when, got, he, when they put the gun like, to it. I mean, they put a blast yeah. through his head. I don't necessarily like, blame him. That's like instant death. That's like fine, because then you're not getting tortured. You know, <laughs> I mean, I I get it, um, <laughs> but you know, if serial didn't want to die, then the girls I get it, get it. The girls who don't grunt, okay, it's okay, okay. <laughs> Um, we end the episode back at Lucy's little shop. He's waiting for a transmission. 
And Clay is like, you've been waiting here for an hour. Turn it off. Go to bed. And Lucan says that he's worried about the mission. He's having some doubts about Cassian. Um, but nothing they can do now. So they close up. They have clients in the morning. Yeah, and at the end of the episode. Yeah. Wonder whose clients are. Hope it's one of my again. I hope it's well Lando question mark. Also, um Lando and sorry, not Lando. Han and <laughs> I'm thinking about Lando now. Han and Andor were on the same planet together, right? Yes, they were at Minban together. So the battle of Minban, I assume it's just one. Uh, so it would be, yeah, they were together in Minban. And potentially, you know, he, they were in the same company. We're on lots of planets together. Mm-hmm. Depending on how long they were both involved. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking because they said they mentioned Kessel and I wasn't sure if maybe that that was like from the Kessel run and they stole all those um, coaxium I don't know but I don't know the timeline um, does Saw's hair help <laughs> um, no Saw is not in solo so Dang. doesn't quite well so okay solo takes place Definitely before Andor. Um, um, and I gotta look it up. Um, it was just a thought. Ten, Solo had. is ten years before A New Hope, so five years before Andor. But they're like looking at through a backlog of different things, so it could have been however long ago. I can't remember what they say was stolen from Kessel. Doesn't say on Wikipedia. They, I don't think they say at all, which is why I was like, oh, maybe they did steal. Um, maybe the they did steal the coaxium. In which case, this, you know, maybe some of the things we're identifying as stolen are misidentified and were just stolen by like a random person. Which because yeah. we know Han's stuff eventually did go to the rebellion to the Ventus. Yeah, and but also it wasn't, it wasn't it, intended that way. It wasn't part of whatever this plan is. Yeah, it wasn't technically by the rebellion itself. It was like smugglers and such. And technically, if anything, it was um, Kira's business now. Yeah. Um, Crimson Dawn. Mm-hmm. But the coaxium went did go to the rebellion because of Entis. So yes, it just wasn't intended that way. Mm-hmm. I did something. <laughs> Figured it out. Oh, it's just like, oh, Castle mentioned. Mm. I also mentioned Fondor and Jakku. Yes, Jakku, which... obviously, from The Force Awakens and pretty much everything that shows <laughs> the final defeat of the Empire after Return of the Jedi. Jakku yes. a lot. Which is why I was, I thought it was interesting that they were mentioning it. Yeah, because like the reason the Empire gathered there was because it was such a no nobody planet. And now it's like, so did they have some base there, and is that why they went there? You know, mm-hmm. idea. Um, but Fondor, we know, 
was a shipyard. Um, when it was in um, Battlefront Two, I didn't. So it was the mission. Um, it was the mission where you really have to. The shipyards are being attacked by the rebels. You'd like shoot down the X-wing. I think that's it. That mission with the space station. Mm-hmm. Or no, wait. That was it. Well, it was the scene where I learned about Operation Cinder is when they're over Fondor. Okay, that makes sense. Yes, yeah. I played the game and I don't remember half of it. I recently replayed it. It's mm. a pretty good, pretty good time. Yes. Probably recently, I, I mean, like, like the second one, four or five months ago. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, yeah, is Fondor and Squadron two maybe? I don't know. Yeah, lots of interesting things in this episode. Um, I'm very excited for the next one. I can't wait to see how this mission shakes down. I can't wait to see more of what my mom is getting up to. Um, and maybe if she does and decide to bring her contact in. Oh, we also skipped. There's a scene in a very nice uh, hover car that Mama has. Um, it's her and her husband sitting in the back of the car. It's very shiny. Very, it is very shiny. <laughs> um, and they're sitting there. Mon Mothma's dress is absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, yes. As always. And they had a meeting with uh, Gar Tafid, some dude. Some dude. Yes. I don't know what it um, yeah, um, And, and Mothma has, is doing like a charity thing? Yeah, she's doing charity stuff. Good for her. We love yes. Mothma. Do the charity. Um, and he says, like, it's like, oh, this guy knows more about what you're up to than me. And it's like, yeah, because you suck. And you invite <laughs> her enemies to a dinner party. Bro. <laughs> Dude. Why, why would she tell you about her charity stuff when you, like, made fun of starving people? <laughs> Uh, yeah. He works so hard. I hate him <laughs> so much. He's the worst. Yes. Um, and then he's like, "Oh, what's the driver's name?" She's like, uh, "Chorus." Chorus. Yeah. She's like, "He's been working for us for years." He's like, "I don't know. I don't know his name." He's terrible. And you know, and it's like he's not even like the rich guy that like earned it and is a dick. Like this is his wife's money. Uh-huh. And it wasn't even like he. Like, it was an arranged marriage. You got lucky, dude. He sucks. I hate him. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Cyril has the little hologram of young Cassian, and he stares at it very intensely. So, I think he's going to go on a revenge arc. Yes, probably. I hope not. But, like, you know, we'll see. I kind of hope, because I know he's going to fail. Uh-huh. I just like seeing him fail. He's he's terrible. I just think he's really funny and pathetic. And I like it when he fails. Maybe that's why I was on his mom's side. Because I just don't like him so much. Mm-hmm. I was like, Team Mom, tell me the loser. 
Uh-huh. He is. Come on, he well, is. He is. You gotta admit it. I, I mean, I do think he's a loser. Right. It's just like, it's just like, I think the mom needs to chill a little bit. Just I don't know. Like, I feel like, you know, he's so much of a loser. You know? <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, like, you know, like, when I was, like, in high school and I would, like, be mean or sack, my mom would be like, hey, don't do that. That was mean. And I needed to hear it because I did suck, you know? So, like, you know, he's a grown man. He never, he didn't invite his mom because an open invitation is no invitation at all. It's great wisdom, by the way. Um, more people need to understand that. <laughs> oh, so um, why can't parents just go to their kids' things? Well, see, you know, like, that's what I'm invitation. saying. Right, but. You know, you can't, I feel like it's like, you know, when you're like, when someone's like, oh, you should come over sometime. If it's not actual plans, it's not a real invitation. Which is you fair. I, mean? I do agree. Because I'm having like, problems with that recently. Like, you know, like if someone, you know, I feel like if someone's like, oh, you should hang out sometime. Like, oh, like you should hang out at my house. I, you know, it's, you can't be like, oh, I'm going to invite myself to your house. You know, like they got to invite you to their house or you got to invite them to your house. You know, mm-hmm. he was right on that. You gotta admit it. She was right on that. Yes, <laughs> fair, but also I feel like, especially because she's a parent. Like, it's a if it's a friend, it's like whatever. Like, I, I have a friend that's like talking about his work all the time, and he's like, yeah, yeah, like. You guys are free whenever to come over. Like, my brain didn't process that because I'm a little dumb. And then uh, my other friends were like, oh, we should go. Like, like, he really wants us to go. And I was like, wait, he wants us to go? (laughs) He didn't say he wanted us to go. I'm a little dumb sometimes. But um, I also feel like parents should want to go anyway. Like, But also because of his pre-war job, like, you know. She might not necessarily always know where he is or like if it's a appropriate time for her. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. In which case, I feel like it is a little bit more on him to be like, you know, like, hey, mom, hey, like, be this weekend. Like, I, you know, I'm in this place. Like, I don't have like an active murder investigation or whatever right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's fair. It's not but like he's just like he just like owns a little like antique store like Lupin. Like where she's Do you think be. she ever asked to come over? Probably not. She's not perfect. <laughs> However, her son is a loser and I think she can tell him that. I don't blame her. Interesting. Thank you. Thank you for your um TED talk. Yes. Of how Serial is a loser. He is a loser. And I love I you know. Again, I want to put him in a little jar and inspect him. I want to, you know, put him in a plastic bag and shake it up like when you're making homemade ice cream. When you make homemade what? You know, you ever see that where you put the ingredients in a bag and you shake it and put it in the freezer and it's ice cream? I don't know. I've never done it. It's like I think a thing. So. I know they do it like for a marinade. 
That too. I feel like that's the thing. I've heard it for ice cream. Sure. Yes, but uh, you put a bag inside of a bag. You put one bag with cream and the other bag with salt and uh, ice. Right. I want to do that with cereal. Okay. Make okay. them up. Put in the freezer. Cereal ice cream. Yeah. That sounds good. Ice cream cereal. Oh, StarWorks.com did post cereal cereal bars. A recipe for them. Oh, already? Really funny. Yeah, like literally the day after the episode came out. They had that ready. They knew everyone was going to be obsessed with the Star Wars cereal. Which I was talking, okay, this is, <laughs> um, I'm in a marketing class and it's so boring. It's so bad. <laughs> uh, but like, I wish it was interesting. Like, it is interesting. But then my teacher is like, all right, guys, let's talk about Chick-fil-A for the 50th time this week. And I'm like, oh, my God, can we talk about literally any other marketing in this world um, or any other types? But anyway, uh, I brought up like food in media and how like, like, I guess specifically like in Encanto, when it came out, everyone online was making arepas, like um, a lot of uh uh, Korean dramas like whenever they make any kind of food on there like like suddenly Korean food is super trendy online um, and then I was also like also even for things that aren't realistic like Star Wars like it comes up like like the Ray bread everyone online was making it so was I trust me <laughs> like um, you know Galaxy's Edge they created a whole cookbook just for like the food that's there and like we the like the cookbook too Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> I made the curry that was in there for my dad. I uh, didn't buy salt. the book because I can't eat most of the things in there. But I did. Maybe I shouldn't say this on the podcast. I found I was in like Michael's and I had it, and I just like took pictures of all the recipes that I could make vegan or that were vegan. Okay, I was like, oh, I couldn't... I'll just ask my dad to send me photos, and then I'll just yeah. be like, okay, use this, 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 this. It's <laughs> like the whole. Like the I the whole book it was kind of expensive and I was like you know I can't even do most of these it's a very nice book uh but I you know I'm just gonna just gonna make it my own thing yeah and I haven't made any of them yet but I have them all I want to make I really want to make I think I can make a vegan version of the blue hot chocolate uh that's easy right what's yeah. in it because it's, it's white chocolate so it's a little harder to find vegan white chocolate than regular chocolate mm. but mm-hmm. trader joe's i believe has it there's a trader joe's right there. that sounds like a trader joe's thing yeah <laughs> yeah yeah trader joe's we also have sprouts and a whole foods not too far from me which again nice. it would be like a, it's a little more expensive but blue hot chocolate as long as mm-hmm. it's not gonna get cold no the same. <laughs> no literally i watched your hocus thermos pocus. really really low last week i watched hocus pocus be ready for hocus pocus 2 which i still haven't actually gotten a chance to sit down and watch um watch but the, the leaves the, second one. the leaves were orange on on the ground i started crying <laughs> so i was like i'm not gonna get fall it's just gonna be more palm trees <laughs> They're not even gonna die either. <laughs> this is gonna look the same. I can't take it. Yeah, everything's nice and fall over here. <laughs> the leaves are turning red. Um <laughs> Yeah. The coldest it's gonna get there is like 70. I mean that's nice weather. 
I don't like the cold very much, but like, I'm not gonna get these bundle up in big coat and scarf and hat. Again, just turn your thermos like really low. I know my roommates. I have roommates. <laughs> Although, just you know what? They might be broken. into it. They might be into it though, because they also are missing fall weather. So, mm. yeah, I can convince them. No rain though. No. <laughs> I was talking to my mom. She's like, yeah, ugh, it's raining here. And I was like, how much? What's it like? <laughs> yeah every time i'm like oh i gotta go water my plants it starts raining and i'm like okay this this works <laughs> um bad bad days yeah uh la am i right it's like so nice because i know because my friends in philly are like oh it's it's still so nice there i'm like oh, but it's the same forever <laughs> Where are my seasons? I didn't even real. I didn't think like, oh man, I miss seasons so bad. I've only been here like two months. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, man, it's the same. It'd be like that. Um. Yeah, I think. Um. Yeah, it. I'm sure you probably know way more about vegan cookery than I do, but like always look stuff up <laughs> and um you know I know some things not a lot but I have a very full recipe binder uh I have lots of recipes if you don't want any I just made Didn't barbecue tweet about mac and cheese and chicken nuggets okay listen obviously okay, yeah probably not chicken nuggets but like right. you know like they were that impossible concept. nuggets they were impossible nuggets and dye mac and cheese okay and you know what I did do that but also last night made barbecue pulled jackfruit and homemade vegan ranch. So mm. I have multitudes, okay? I made okay. buffalo cauliflower tacos last week, two weeks ago. Last week I made buffalo jackfruit. Or no, maybe I mixed it up, I don't know. I made buffalo jackfruit sandwiches, okay? I can cook. Mm-hmm. Just sometimes <laughs> I just gotta have the nuggies. That's fair. <laughs> I can't I can't judge. Um I've been cooking a lot lately, mostly because I keep getting stuff from the like CIA grocery store because it's like fake money. Um, not really fake money, but like kind of fake money because it's points. It. But yeah, so I'm like, oh, they have like poblanos here. So then, I, like the next day, I'm like, oh, I can make chiles rellenos with it. I got vegan think- cheese. Hmm? Oh, which kind? Vio life. It's very good. Mm, yeah, you like. Yuli's good. Um, if you ever want to make like pizza or something, diet pizza, but I would really recommend uh it's a little more expensive, but Miyoko's liquid mozzarella. Hmm. Really good. There's a lot of yeah. good vegan options out there nowadays. I'm pretty much vegetarian by poorness because meat is so expensive. Um, so then I'm like, oh I'll make curry and I'll put chicken in it. No, I don't own I don't own chicken. All right it's gonna have a lot of bell peppers in it beans Beans are very proteiny i do have lots of beans i made a pretty mexican dinner uh and then i invited people and they all said no except one but like Um, it's okay i feel that i I keep making food and i because i you know i cook for my family so i'm used to making like food for like four people Devil's food, which you know, it's great because I actually get a lot of leftovers, so I get a lot of mileage out of groceries, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, it's like, do you want, do you want a sandwich? Do you want this? 
He's like, oh, no, I'm okay. Oh, now I'm in the <laughs> oh, self-worth because oh. no one's eating my food. Yeah. <laughs> I especially but get it. Know, but then I get leftovers, so I'm like, okay. Fine. Yeah, that's you know, And they're being very nice. I'm sure they're like, oh, it's like Zoe spent money on that. I don't want to. You know, I appreciate it. But I'm also like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid of friend rejection. <laughs> Makes me sad. Because I'm like, oh, I did something wrong. I made all these potato tacos. <laughs> And there was a lot of get leftovers. And leftovers are, are nice. Yeah, well, there wasn't leftovers. I ate it all. But um oh, well, that's somehow. also pretty good. <laughs> uh, I made a of, I made barbecue jackfruit last night. And I was like, oh, this normally lasts me quite a bit at, at home. And I forgot at home I usually double the recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, okay, like you're still gonna last you a while because normally it's multiple people eating it. I ate like half of it last night. <laughs> <laughs> I had four sandwiches. I'm not kidding. Uh, yeah so my um eating habits is eat nothing 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 and then dinner is eat everything I go yeah I go for really long periods where like not that I eat nothing but it's like I'm like oh I don't have a huge appetite and then it'll like hit me and I'll like consume so much I always feel bad because especially because right out anytime I fly I like cannot eat for like a week I just have no appetite and I always feel that because like when I stayed with your family your mom was like oh, you want more food I had like a tiny little piece of toast I'm like oh no I'm good She's like, oh, okay I felt bad but I was like I cannot eat more right now it's also the us being Hispanics and being like food like me trying to get you to eat carrots or not carrots cherry tomatoes the entire time I was like look I got you cherry tomatoes you love cherry tomatoes love cherry tomatoes I keep so when I was a kid, if my dad got cherry tomatoes to make something, like a pasta or salad or something, he would always, you'd buy it, and then like a day or two later, he'd go to make it, and the cherry tomatoes would be gone, because <laughs> maybe so he ate them all. And then I was going to make myself some pasta salad a couple weeks ago, so I bought cherry tomatoes, and then I ate them all as a snack. And then hmm. the, ne- and then the next day, I was like, okay, I'm going to make some pasta salad. I bought like extra cherry tomatoes. And then I ate them while I was a snack while watching TV. And I texted my dad. I was like, I know how you felt when I used to do that as a kid because I've been doing it to myself for like a week. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot of snack food, which makes me kind of sad because I'm like, oh, snack food. And it's like a lime or it's like raw peppers, which I can eat raw peppers as a snack, but I don't enjoy it. Um, I have potato chips and... Tortilla chips and salsa are my snack foods right now. Mm, yes. Um, I may, I've been making a lot of food lately. Fideo? I've been trying to get more, make more of my grandma's food because I miss my grandma and my family. But, like, my grandma makes really good food. But I made from the uh, Life Day cookbook, I made the, um, what was it? the is it crate the salt place i uh, crate is the salt place i don't have that cookbook though or any of the (laughs) recipes uh it's the it's like crate salt fish like crusted fish so he like my dad was like i can make almost everything else but i don't i'm scared to make this one can you make it and i was like yeah (laughs) it's not too hard like which it does seem scary to do, but it was very simple. It's take literally fish, uh, 
mix some egg whites with salt until you can like squeeze it and it forms and then just plaster the fish like plaster salt then fish and then cover the fish in salt and then bake it the salt yes and lemon you can eat lemon i can eat lemon salt and lemon yeah (laughs) the curry best meal ever i don't think the curry the curry didn't have any meat in it i don't think well there's Uh, there's a lot of recipes where i was like oh i could use seitan and some meat or i could use tofu and some meat mm -hmm. you know i don't know i don't know if i can work the fish the fish might be hard uh, oh, if, uh, if I ever find out, I'll let you know. <laughs> um, yeah, like uh, again, because I don't have a lot of meat here, <laughs> so I'm just vegetarian by poorness. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, awesome potatoes instead of beef. Oh my gosh, I went. This is so not related. But I went to Shake Shack the other day because I don't know what's called Shake Shack. And someone said they had a veggie burger. I was like, oh, okay. And I went to Shake Shack and their veggie burger is a fried mushroom stuffed with cheese. So, okay. Interesting. Like a portobello mushroom? Yeah, it was a portobello mushroom fried and stuffed with cheese. I'm sure it's great for people who eat cheese. Yeah. Not for me. Also, the (laughs) buns have dairy in them. So I couldn't. I would have to get it wrapped in lettuce. Mm. I always hate that. And people are like, oh, like, you know, the bread of, of this sandwich place doesn't have or has egg in it or whatever. You just get it wrapped in lettuce. It feels insulting. I don't yeah. want it wrapped in lettuce. <laughs> I want bread. I really like bread. That's, that's fun. I'm sure it's semi-annoying to hear. <laughs> I mean, you know. I can take. I can have a good lettuce wrap, you know. But like, if it's supposed to be a sandwich, a warm sandwich. Yeah, you very want sad. the sandwich that is bread. Um, My dad used to tell me that sandwich was just bread and meat, and so for when he used to make me school lunches, he would get bread, put a piece of ham in it, and another bread. That was it. That was the that was the sandwich. That's a ham sandwich. Yeah. And then, which it was good. I ate it anyway. Um, but then, like, sometimes my mom would make me lunches. She would make sandwiches. <laughs> you know, she sandwiches with a capital S. Yes. Like, she would put bread, like, mayo, ketchup, onion, like, tomatoes, and ham. Sometimes that's, we, don't, we didn't really have lettuce sitting, sitting around. Um, and then, like, sometimes jalapenos. And then close it up, put it in a bag. And that was delicioso. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to say something for Gore. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of cool, there's quite a few stuff in the life day. I think you can make vegan, but. Yeah, I, I have my list. Have nice. Do you know? The surprise, I can put Satan in. I figured that out. Um. Mm. Instead of, I think it's just like pieces of beef and like everything else is fine. And there's a lot of stuff where it's like vegetarian and I can just use like, I'll just get like a, like a vegan sour cream or vegan cheese or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the jelly orbs I can make. Um, a lot of things. 
did some things that were like meant to be vegan because it was also very nice as well lots of things yeah I yeah I went to the life day cookbook and got the ones I can make vegan I have not with the galaxy's edge uh, maybe someday uh the flourishing garden spread is very good yeah very um, delicious I made it once, and that was when you were there. Yeah, and it was very good. Oh, the cerealian noodle salad. Mm -hmm. The blue ones? Blue noodles? No, I don't think these are blue. We're not going to make them blue. I tried to make ramen blue, but I was stupid, and I put the the, the um packet in it with the blue. So normally the packet makes it brown, but with the blue it just made it black. Oh. Which is interesting. <laughs> Um, but not hmm. the blue noodles that I wanted, so I'll have to reassess how I do it. My mom made rainbow noodles one time. It was kind of cool. I think I have to make them blue before, and then do the sauce, and then I would just have to drain it. It couldn't be a soup because the sauce would be, or the, the sauce, the broth would be brown. <laughs> mm -hmm. Gloom root pancakes. Okay. There's another one I noted. There were lots. Kublog yes. curry. I think that was, is it like bloom pie. A yellow curry on it? Um that might have been the one that I made for dad. Yeah, yellow curry paste. Yeah. Like it was very, very delicious. I don't think I had to replace anything for that. I maybe had to do vegetable broth instead of chicken broth. Oh and I think tofu instead of something. Yeah, I didn't put any meat in mine when I um, made it because I just because it was going with the fish. So I was like, this mm -hmm. is the protein. Yeah, mush bloom pie. Um, solstice veggie spheres, which are just veggie mushrooms. Those were made to be vegan. Thank you, Sissy, <laughs> for that one. Thanks. Oh, spiced fog wings because I made like chicken fried chicken kind of out of just jackfruit pieces but instead of shredding it like I normally do I just use them whole so I can just do that for spiced fog wings which are basically fried chicken lots of options yes how did we get to food I have no idea probably cereal 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 bars which mm -hmm. is a recipe on starwars.com they had ready. They knew we were going to love the cereal. Um, yes. And yeah, then I was like, oh, yeah, marketing, <laughs> because people like things that are from the movies that is food. Yeah. I could probably make these vegan. You need butter. I need vegan butter. Marshmallows. Yeah, you can use vegan marshmallows if it's expensive. Vanilla, um, salt, and some cereal. Is cereal vegan by itself? Some of it is. Hmm. Cocoa Puffs are not, which I'm very sad about. Reese's Puffs are, which I'm very happy about. Um, yeah, it's some are. It's like Lucky Charms aren't because the marshmallows, but like 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 Cheerios are vegan. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it depends on the cereal. A lot of it is and if it's not it's usually chocolate like if it's chocolate favorites there's sometimes milk in it 
Um, uh, and um, like for marshmallow ones, if there's like gluten in it, or not gluten, gelatin. Mm -hmm. It depends, but usually. Yes. Gotcha. Maybe I'll make cereal cereal bars. Hmm. I made. Uh, what did I make? I made uh, soup from from Obi Wan when he had the soup, but I. It was okay. It's just, I was trying to make it as thick as it was in the show, but like, it just made it like, meh. It just made it like <laughs> too thick. <laughs> but there, it tasted good. <laughs> it made it taste good. But that one had, I don't think I put meat, but if I, no, I did. I put like a really cheap, like, uh, beef into it. But it was good. <laughs> But yeah. Well, this podcast has gone really off the rails. Yes, but we finished and then we went. Did. We talked about the episode and then went off the rails, which is better than usual. Um, but I think we can wrap it up here, mostly because my AirPods are dying. Um, <laughs> I already had to take one out, and the other one's at 11. Uh, yeah, so I have wire pods. Mine broke, and it was, like, the third pair I'd gone through in, like, two years. And my mom was always telling me, like, you should get AirPods. You really like them. Um, and I was like, uh, fine. So I finally got AirPods, and they're great, but I tend to use them for hours and hours, and then I'm like, why are they dying? It's like, oh, because I watched two episodes of Critical Role back-to-back, -back, and they're, like, four hours each. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I love doing I... stuff. I don't sit there and watch eight hours of content and not doing anything else. Uh-huh. For the record. <laughs> I just I don't I think do anyone not. was judging you. I'm just, you know, I have so much to do. I got I put it on while I do stuff. Um mm. yeah. Uh I have not AirPods, but they are, but they're off brand, but they're black and they were cheap and they work really nice. Okay, that's all you need. I got fifteen dollar headphones from CVS to plug into my Xbox controller, and they aren't. They work fine. I just have to make sure I turn the the aux port sometimes, <laughs> or else like like I have to turn it and get it in just the right spot, or the mic will go out, or one or both of the headphones, like the speakers will go out. Hey, mm -hmm. yeah, we get for fifteen bucks sometimes. Um, yeah, Star Wars Geek Girl is playing Fortnite, <laughs> and I have heard, I have listened through the yeah, headphones. Yeah, we did play Fortnite. Uh, we tried to play Overwatch 2 and it didn't load. Well, they supposedly fixed it. I haven't tried. Um, I got into the game once. I had to wait like 25 minutes to get to the menu. But once I was in, like the queue times for getting into an actual match were super short. Uh, they supposedly fixed the menu wait times. Maybe I'll just try Overwatch 2 again because that game is fun. I'm very excited and I love Overwatch very much. Um, also, I haven't played, but I downloaded it. We will we will try to play at some point. Uh, also, critical scene, critical role, Legend of Vox Machina season two comes out in January, and I expect everyone to watch season one because it's 
amazing. And if you don't have the time or don't have the patience to invest in the hundreds, in the, you know, 115, like four hour episodes of the campaign, uh-huh. the great animated adaptation of it. It's really great. And everyone should watch it on Amazon Prime. It's so good. <laughs> uh, and I love the characters so much. Mm-hmm. And everyone should watch Legend of Vox Vox. That's it. That's all. Uh, and Shazam. Also. That's a good movie. Um, anyway, the Star Wars Geek Girl Facebook page is Star Wars Geek Girl. And Twitter and Instagram are SWGeekGirl. Uh, StarWarsGeekGirl.com. We have a monthly poll, book reviews on Mondays, quizzes on Wednesdays, and blog articles on Fridays. You can also follow me at Spectre underscore five, five written out, not the number, on Instagram and TikTok. And at Azoica on Twitter. Um, I last night had a total freak out about the latest episode of Quick Google Campaign 3. It's really good. Um, it's great. You should follow me on Twitter, especially if I critical role. That's all. I'm very into critical role right now, if you haven't noticed. Uh huh. I thought you were always in critical role. Yeah, but you know, it's just had a lot happening with it lately, and I'm like very much in the forefront of my mind right now. If that makes sense. I see, I see. Um, well, uh, for the Rouge Rebels, it's therogrebels.com. Uh, Instagram and TikTok at the Rogue Rebels. Twitch at Rogue Rebels. Podcast wherever you're listening to Star Wars Geek Girl. Facebook page is the Rogue Rebels. And Twitter at Rogue Rebels Fam. Because my dad posts a lot more than me. Um, and The Twitter's pretty good. Yes. Post, he always posts carabasting intensifies and it makes me laugh every single time. I don't know why. I just I do that sometimes. Um I only just recently posted my stuff, but I'm trying not to have too much fun. Uh especially on Twitter. And yeah. Uh, well, um, uh, thank you so much for listening. I was Zoe. I was Lizzie. May the force be with you and goodbye. Goodbye. Star Wars Geek Girls. They're geek girls that like Star Wars. And sometimes cry.